There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Hello, and welcome to the Rotten Treasure podcast. We watched the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm a professional. Uh, I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me, as always, is the other host. It's Kai Bobby. It's the other host. How are you, uh, Kai? Feeling pretty good today. Uh, today was was a good day. Uh, yeah, it was just a chill, nice, crafty day for me. So, feeling good. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Professional. Yeah. That's how I feel. All right, let's do it. All right. Well, let's bring in our special guest. He's a veteran Philly improv uh, performer and most well-known as producer and director of the comedy Showgates. I feel like that just gave it away. A monthly comedy and cabaret show at Latage. He's been doing improv for 18 years and has been a part of award-winning teams such as Sabotage, Scary Mofos, and the musical improv group Thank You Places. In addition to comedy, Joe has been involved in numerous renaissance fairs, written gothic horror RPGs, and has the uncanny habit of being cast as slightly evil Viking princes, Norse gods, lion people, or sorcerers. It's Joe Gates! Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for having me. Well, how's yeah. it going with you, Joe? Um, it, it's going, it's going good. Uh, I really like that it has been snowing lately, um, because I think that's, it's beautiful. And, uh, because I don't have to go outside and deal with it, I can just watch it and like sit and drink coffee that I've mixed like hot cocoa into and like just kind of chill. Yeah, you, you stepped it up. I, uh, I only just did the coffee with the, the washing out the snow and but the, the hot cocoa sounds like a nice like a nice addition. Yeah, just get some like Swiss Miss or something like that, and then you just dump, dump it in first. Mm -hmm. If, if wow. you put it in last, you just get like those uh, those pockets of like mm. dust. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants that. Like little uh, clumps of uh, of chocolate, and you're like, no, this isn't uh, what I uh, wanted at all. It's ruining my day. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But I'm 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 really excited to to be on here um, because I love the Indiana franchise and <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun of me. I think it's what it should be called. I'm not making fun of you. I am, I am paying tribute. Thank you. I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, and watching watching it on oh man, watching it on DVD that's not like made for the size of the new TV that are out right now. It's like Oh, what a what a delightful little gif! What's going on on the TV? <laughs> um, but but watching it in in full, I'm like, all of the things that I was confused about as a child when I watched it kind of makes sense, but not all of it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's Ooh. it's kind of a wild wild ride. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to get into that because I'm very curious about that. Like, first, what's your uh, relationship with the Indiana franchise? Uh, well, I, I started watching it when I, gosh, I don't even know how young I was. Uh, I was very young, um, but, uh, my mom let me watch it anyway, and it was very exciting and traumatizing. <laughs> so I think, I think the first one I watched was The Temple of Doom, no. which makes sense because it's the prequel that happens before... Um, uh, the, the first one, and they're all out of order, I think. Um, so like a year before, and it's not like, it's not a big deal. It's, it's only like a year or so, so. Yeah, it's only like about a year. 
Um, and yeah, it's I, I I'm I'm a huge fan of like action and adventure. And uh, I, I played big surprise. I played a bunch of D and D as a kid, and still do as an adult. But I'm getting into this thing recently where um, a uh, a group of people from Maryland they contacted me and they're like, "Hey, we want to do like a virtual Call of Cthulhu game, and it's Call of Cthulhu Pulp." So start watching Indiana Jones because it's basically that. And I'm like, oh, "You have no idea what I'm doing this week." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's my relationship with it. That's fantastic. I'm I I was you did say this before. I'm very curious about things that you like didn't understand as a kid, but now you understand it. Like was was there something that this time watching it you understood better? <laughs> um y- yes. Uh the the <laughs> the scene where everybody is horny and like they're just like <laughs> I'm in the room. I'm in the room. I'm leaving the room. I'm staying where I am. You better come back in here. I'm back in here. But there's an assassin. So I was just like, why are they behaving so wildly? (laughs) And he was just attacked. What is he looking for? He's looking for another assassin in her room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was definitely a scene that, like, I think as a kid, I understood, like, adult things were happening. Where I was like, okay, I don't like girls yet, but I understand this is because he likes girls. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, I would be a little, I would, I would be a little bit paranoid living in that, or like staying in that place. I don't think it's a really great bed and breakfast. It's not oh, nice. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you asked if anything was like clearer to me now that I am a full adult human and I've gained all my powers. Uh, <laughs> The first thing that I thought of was the uh, the the decadent and macabre uh, like dinner scene. That still doesn't make sense. I mean, like it from a storytelling point of view and a directorial point of view, it makes perfect sense. We're setting this up to be like creepy. Cre- the decadence uh, against the, the or the macabre against the decadent backdrop, and like that's kind of like foreshadowing in itself. But who's not noticing there's eyeball soup? Like, who's not... Everybody should be looking. Look look over there. I I really loved that bit of them getting increasingly weirder foods. Mm -hmm. Where they're like, first it's a snake that's full of smaller snakes that when they cut it open, they get to eat the snakes. And then it's a... um, Oh, it was a big bug. Some kind of beetle. Yeah, and then it was the eyeball soup. Whose eyeballs? Is it? I honestly, I only assume the child slaves. Uh, I mean, spoiler: it's a child slave cult, I by the way. They were adult eyeballs. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. They, they didn't. The guy that he ripped the heart out of. You should probably scoop the eyes real quick if you're trying to save, like, yeah. recycle. If you're gonna use that, that's that's what I would do. <laughs> it just makes sense. Like, utilize though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I would have also assumed monkeys because they brought they had the monkey brain later, but those monkeys all had their eyes, so mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where'd you get those peepers? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm so mad. <laughs> I wonder if there was a prop guy because all the props were probably just hella fun to make. Oh, somebody yeah. was just like, 
well, we have to have eyeball soup. And they're like, well, we have to have the monkey brains. And they're like, well, what are the eyes were from the monkeys in the soup? They're like, that's going to take too much time, too much time to make an, a monk. Actually, I don't know. I don't it might know. have it probably it might take have less just time. Been, it might have just been like, well, if we take the eyeballs out of the monkeys, then no one's going to know that they're monkeys anymore. So we have to... <laughs> Nobody's going to question this. There's never going to be a podcast in 30 years uh, questioning this kind of thing. <laughs> no, there's not going to be a bunch of Philadelphian-based out, like improvisers to be like, "I need to know why this happened." <laughs> Tell me what these eyes came from. Yeah, it, that was a. It is. It is a good. It is a weird scene in that they are setting things up. Although that scene in particular had my absolute favorite line read, which was. Which was from the the Maharaja, the little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He interrupts their conversation and he goes, oh, "I've heard the stories of the Thuggy Cult." Which <laughs> 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 it's a normal scene. Everyone's like, "Yes, this, uh, the Thuggy Cult is uh, all around here, and they're I hear they have many things, and they're fine." And then this little boy is just, just like, mm, "I know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult." <laughs> <laughs> You're not though. <laughs> uh, I'm and, under control. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I wanted short round, like like wave to the Maharaja, uh, uh, jewel child, and and like they didn't like <laughs> they didn't wave back. They're like boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds very interesting. You should give them a chance. No, well, just like do like a wave of a finger, like Mm-mm. <laughs> not for you, not this, my time. This was something that I didn't understand this time around, and I might have just missed something. Mm. Like, why did that little boy all of a sudden change at the end? Was he like under? I assumed he was under mind control, and then when short round punches him, it snaps him out of it. Oh no, yeah. no, no! Please explain, fire. Joe. What's yeah, that? I'm saying it's the fire. Fire specifically breaks the spell of the the um. The blood of the Kalima, um, mm-hmm. or drug blood. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, we were. Uh, I was watching it with um, with my my brother, who is an archaeologist. Just nice. FYI, um, he he didn't have any profound insights into it. <laughs> um, uh, aside from like, yeah, you should you should leave those things alone, and they belong with their you know like the culture that they're with, um, uh, and. Uh, we, we we were just like, wait a second, how does the fire break the spell? And if fire breaks the spell, why are they giving this like ma, uh, this uh, uh, this blood of the Kalima to all these people in a lava pit? Right. And there's so many open flames around. <laughs> right. Super casual. You just like back. I would honestly, I would probably back into one of those things. Like, oh, ooh, wow, oh, hey, I'm back. <laughs> Well, Joe, I don't know if you know this, but lava isn't fire. Boo. So. Not true. Is that a debate <laughs> we're going to have? <laughs> oh, no, you caught me. Joe <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know his elements. I, uh, this is for later. I'm going to mention it now so I don't forget. But I'll write it down. I have, I have, actually, I have it in my notes, so I, I probably won't forget it. But um, there are, there's, I feel like this is... I have this inkling that there are things in this particular movie that relate to Captain Planet. And I'll have mm. my argument at the 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so intrigued. Wait, you want to do this at the end, or, or, or was there more on this particular subject? Uh, I mean, we could do it now. Uh, I, I, have, I have I have this like four pages of bullet pointed notes, <laughs> um, and I was like, where are we gonna start? Um, we can do it now if you want. If you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you can't just drop. Like, I don't I don't feel comfortable right now. Like, give like making the audience wait. Oh, okay. I mean, I wrote down Captain Planet, so. Oh. You're up, children of the 80s and 90s. Um, oh, no, no, no. The kids, they know Captain Planet. Of oh, course. they know who Captain Planet is. Uh, do you guys know who Captain Planet is? Yeah, you all... We've all seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Do you guys know all the uh, the, the planeteers' names? Uh, no. Earth, Wind, no. Fire. <laughs> I don't know. What other names? Uh, I, you're you're going to have to fact check me on this, but um, there is uh, uh, let me see. There's Wheeler. He's the American. He has fire. Wait, wait, He's... wait, wait. I want to see if I can guess which element uh, each of them are. So Wheeler's fire. Wheeler's fire, and then I'm going to start forgetting the names. <laughs> Linka from the USSR. Okay, uh, that was that girl. She had was she wind. She she was yeah she was air, yeah. So uh, wait a second, this is where I'm gonna look up it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just about to look it up. I'm like, wait, I'm guessing. Um, uh, there is of course there there's Gaia. Yeah, and she's Gaia is voiced by Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, and then let me see. Da, 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 da. I want to sing the song so bad right now. Just Van for um, Joe, like oh yeah, Cap, yeah, and it <laughs> like elevator music. <laughs> okay, there, there's uh, Kwame. Uh, that was Earth. Yes, uh, Lavar Burton. Oh yeah, that is Le- I, He's everywhere in our childhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, uh, there's Guy. Uh, oh no. Was that the, was that the girl who mm-hmm. was, uh, she had water? Yeah, she was water. And then there's Malti. Heart. Heart, of course. So we have all, we have all the elements in this movie. Um, we have air, like, you know, the, uh, uh the pilots, they take them up into the air and for no reason, I'm just going to add this in decide to abandon the plane in the middle of like the mountains how are <laughs> they going to survive and that it doesn't was, matter <laughs> that was what i wrote down too i was like well who's gonna take them home right <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> they're in a plane uh, just uh, correct and then uh, uh and then they use like you know uh, uh just a little sled an inflatable tube to like perfectly land that they're fine um so we have air so like death by air uh we have um we have Earth, you know, like we have the Temple of Doom itself, like entrenched down in the caverns, uh, hosting the thuggy cult and like, you know, the idols of Kali. Um, uh, we have water, a lot of water full of um, crocodiles and, and also flooding out. Um, and then we have fire. I'm just going to say there's a lot of lava around and also <laughs> just untended torches. It's fire. <laughs> it's okay, fire. And then there's love. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll check it. I'll check into it. You go ahead. Yeah, check it. And then heart. <laughs> we have Kalima, where they just rip out your hearts. <laughs> That's not the heart I thought you were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not love. It's a beating heart. I 
I always will remember the name Kalimar because uh, as a kid, there was a guy that uh, there was a dad of one of the kids I played baseball with that looked like the main villain whose name I forget. And the reason I forget his name is because my dad thinks that that guy's name is Kalimar because he was confused by the movie. And he thought that that guy was just saying his own name while he ripped people's hearts out. <laughs> so I'm the best. <laughs> so he would call that guy Kalimar. I should mention that uh, I believe he was an Italian man. So it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't a racist thing. He just had big eyebrows. Big, just powerful eyebrows. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He had, and he had the like the the very iconic eyes. Oh, yeah. He was a fantastic villain. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, great. I, I, I said you watched this as a kid. I would have cried. This is my first time watching this, so I don't know how. Yeah. Woo. He's scary. Yeah, yeah. Very scary. And With what wonderful practical effects. I I think one of the things that I noticed actually this time around was how like there's a lot of great practical effects, but there was also a lot there was also a lot of I guess at the time it would have been blue screen. You could mm-hmm. see a lot of like, oh, that's clearly a set, and then in then they just put in the background kind right. of stuff. Like uh, there's that part when all the water's coming out of the cave and they're all on the side of the cliff. Uh, like yeah. obviously they're not gonna do that. No, but it's so very clearly like juxtaposed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I did notice that there, there's that one part where they do the big jump and he goes duck and I wrote down I was like they did that because they didn't want to have stunt people in the card they could just send the card over the edge. <laughs> I just I just want to check real quick. Did anyone else play like Donkey Kong two? Because or there's a level that that whole scene just reminded me of. Like that was my favorite level. It was just like the, the little cart mine part where you have to like jump onto tracks that are like cut off it's it was challenging at the time but oh yeah very challenging yeah it's also 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 like i don't know it was kind of like it, it gave me mario kart vibes a little bit mm. i'm like maybe 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 no blue shells you have a gun instead you know? <laughs> <laughs> you have drop a board behind yeah i get it jump, okay. jump off your cart throw a banana it's throw a banana a, yeah. we've seen it you take that little boy that's with you and you uh, throw him across to the other people and you have to hold on to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck. He's like, he, honestly, a few times I was like, what is he, Gumby? Like, they keep stretching him back and forth. Uh, <laughs> he was a little bit more stretchy than I was like, that kid's not that tall. <laughs> that's clearly a basketball player they have in, <laughs> instead of short round. <laughs> that part was, I, I think that might be my favorite part in all of the Indiana Jones movies that I've seen. The uh the cart chase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was I feel like that was the most exciting part. Well, I mean, that scene was supposed to be in the first movie, I think, but they... Like, I, I definitely had to look into all the facts. That scene and the river raft scene were originally intended for the first movie, but they were so full of so many action scenes that they were like, we'll save it for the next... Like, they used it in the next movie instead. Like a beautiful... It's like a, a rich chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, you can't... You can't eat. You can't put too many action scenes in there. Yeah, especially that one. I can't imagine that. That would. I, mean, I wouldn't want that to be overshadowed. Like it's such a fun thing. I'm so sorry. What? That... 
I'm sorry, I was laughing at Joe's analogy of it's a rich chocolate, it's and then you just said chocolate. it's you can't put too many action scenes in there. Can't do it. <laughs> I know you're getting too full of action. <laughs> Doesn't fit in there. Just not good. I know you're getting a, a too much action, of a good thing, but it's action packed. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it was just very funny that you just ended the analogy. <laughs> and then no, well, so I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something, so I was like, "I'll shut up and listen." No, <laughs> I apologize. In case it's not obvious, my ADHD is really intense today. So sorry okay. about that, folks. Great, let's ride that wave. Oh no, <laughs> I'm sure. We want to talk, whatever we want to talk about. No, I'm no, sorry. I'm, back, back to you in the studio. You. Uh, yeah. Wait a second. What did I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let Let's go. Let's go all the way back to the beginning because I'm looking at the first page of notes I have. Yeah. And um, so uh, not to get all like, like uh, directorial or like oh, this is how you make a movie. Um, but so the opening scene of like whatever, what it, like movie play, cartoon. I don't care. It should be setting the tone for like what we're going to be seeing. Like you know, we should be like uh, uh, answering, where are we? Like, what are we going to be dealing with? Like, how how is this the thesis for the entire movie? Right? Hey. Right? So I I have a question for you guys. I have my own answers, but. Um, what does the beginning of the movie for Indiana Jones and the Temple of, Bo- uh, of Doom rather um, <laughs> tell you about what we're going to expect in the movie? <laughs> I would argue that yeah. it's a throwback to what they were trying to go a little bit more. They were leaning more into this time around. It was a throwback to James Bond movies, mm-hmm, right? The the first movie is definitely a throw. Like he's based off of James Bond a little bit. Uh, we've talked about how in the third one, James Bond is his father for obvious, obvious reasons. Uh, but in the first one, they definitely go back more to like the action adventure serials that you would see in the fifties and forties that they would play before movies. Like, um, uh, I can't name any single one, um, <laughs> but this one, they were definitely trying to go for more of a James Bond vibe. Okay. Uh, and I think that the opening sequence was a throwback to how James Bond movies just kind of started with a musical number for yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's like class and a fancy cocktail and someone always is like aha i got a gun surprise it's under something yeah and then they're like and then for some reason they're playing anything goes <laughs> yeah exactly and yep. and i was just like oh this is and so like i had this in my mind like as i was taking notes i'm like mm, i'm gonna be like critical about this but uh i was just like all right what to expect singers Western sass. <laughs> I think um, they're also. I think they're also referencing the fact that it's set in the 30s and movies in the 30s. This is exactly what they all were. They uh, they were so much just dancing and singing because they had they just all of a sudden had sound now and they were like, you know what we're gonna do? Musicals. Everything is a musical. And then it, we also have like you know we have the decadence of it all. Um, uh, we have the underworld, we have deceit, we have action, we have a little bit of comedy, um, like just like, and everything is over the top, maybe because in this movie, anything goes. <laughs> it really does. And then the Obi-Wan club. Did you yeah, see that? Was that? Cute. Yeah, that was cute. I wasn't paying attention at that point. I think I was writing down, I love this movie uh, at that point. 
<laughs> I my I will say my favorite part of the opening sequence was when all of the are they, what's it kick dancers kick mm, line the rockets yeah yeah the rockets all of them <laughs> kick and then do a split and then they cut to something else and then they play that exact footage in reverse so they all very yeah. unnaturally stand up and like put their legs down and then a bunch of women like back up into the uh, scene yeah i I loved that shot for some reason well, because I knew exactly what was going on and it was so weird. I choose to believe that's actually what happened and no one knew that time reversed and then they went forward. So I think that's just in the movie. I think it's actually in that reality that we're, why not? There's ghosts and spirits. So yeah. I think that's just what happened, Jim. Well, I mean, let, let's address the, the elephant in the room, so to speak. Where did that happen? That didn't happen on stage. They all went into the dragon's mouth. <laughs> into this empty, blue, glittery place where they all, they're like, now we're going to do this magical thing. And they did it. And it was amazing. And no one saw it. Who Who's in there watching them do it? And then we they come it. out of the dragon's mouth again. Where did that happen? To the dance dimension. Not like there was like overhead cameras that they were like projecting to the uh, to the rest of the club. It's the '30s. They don't have that technology. No, was they that just, just for them? Got <laughs> <laughs> it was just for them. They're like, "All right, girls, <laughs> let's get into the dragon's mouth and let's do our thing. This is for us." <laughs> I also love the idea of that's going on in the other room, and then everyone else is just like sitting quietly <laughs> drinking, <laughs> like. Isn't there supposed to be a show right now? And you can hear anything goes like <laughs> muffled in the background. <laughs> Honey, where are all those women? Shh, it's their time. <laughs> Let them have this. We came to Shanghai so we could watch a kick line. I do got to ask, did y'all also like throw your hands up and kind of like how she was so upset about the diamond being in ice or like being scattered. Like the ice got scattered around the diamond, but I don't know about you guys, but I think I would confidently be able to be like, Oh, there's the diamond, you know, oh, like found it. <laughs> yeah, ice looks very different. No, Jim, you're, you, you look, you look like you disagree with me. I'm sorry. The computer that's underneath my computer made a noise that I, oh, okay. I didn't expect. <laughs> you just looked upset. Like you were like, absolutely not. Diamonds and ice are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not weird. Uh, I, I could recognize diamonds and ice. It's a diamond in the ice. Yeah. That was an Aladdin callback. <laughs> found it. Found it. It's right nice. here. Um, uh, what, what purpose, what purpose does Willie um, serve? Like, in the yeah. yeah, in the in the movie, I was just like, like not not only just as as a, a character written into the thing, but like, is she is she our Western perspective? Like, you know, uh, I thought of her as like like the fish out of water. Like, she's the source mm -hmm. of the comedy mm -hmm. of because Indiana Jones, he's in those places. He's like, yeah, this is normal. I I just am here, but mm -hmm. she's the audience where we're like. Monkey brains? I'm not going to eat monkey brains. Like that's I'm weird. Faint. Yeah. So, <laughs> woo. Apparently, the actor Kate, uh, I think it's Capshaw. Uh, I think it's Capshaw. She didn't read the script thoroughly enough and was really surprised, like kind of last minute, that she had to do so many, so much screaming, and so much, so much bug work. Like she did not, she did not want to do like those bug scenes so badly that like it took days to get those shots. And, like, multiple times where Steven Spielberg had to be like, hey, I'm sorry that, you know, like, but we have to do this. It's in the movie. 
uh, she just yeah so surprise surprise but yeah i mean i'm sure it's kind of like last minute you find out you're like okay cool so my character is just like overly like constantly screaming and afraid of mm. everything yay mm. i would imagine that'd be a little bit of a bummer to find out last minute i think my favorite part was uh when they when she's covered in bugs but you can only see her <laughs> you can only see her back so it's very clearly like a wig on a stick that they covered in <laughs> bugs <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, ew, gross, it's so disgusting. But it's like, I, I can tell that's a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like someone off screen is just going. <laughs> well, she was like deathly afraid of that snake. So getting her to throw that snake was a big deal. And also it kind of made me mad that in the movie she, like this is her thing. Her character supposed to be dumb enough to the point where she's, she thinks that she's telling an elephant to get away by throwing a snake like 10 feet away. Does she think she can throw an entire elephant? Like what? She- ripped that trunk off yeah she's like fuck your trunk and then throws it uh so yeah i don't know that that bothered me Uh, are you talking about at the end when they like got sprayed with the water no when they were in the jungle and she was just like like doing her thing that she was casted to do constantly screaming at owls and bats and uh like snakes and all the you know the things in the jungle yeah uh so all of a sudden she felt a snake and she didn't see it so she thought it was the elephant being like mischievous again because that elephant relationship was hilarious uh and she just like threw it away while kind of talking to indiana or indy as i like to call him because he's you know we're on a on that level can i be honest with you yeah hit me i fell asleep for a little bit during the movie because i was just tired yesterday uh and i thought i went back to the point that i left off which was uh at the dinner i realized now I, i skipped all of from when he gets the mission to get the rock to the part where they're at the dinner. So I think I skipped like 20 minutes of the movie. Shit. The curse. Joe, you got an, you got your notes to be able to help us through uh, that? Because I watched yeah, yesterday and I don't watch the movie the day of. I, my memory is garbage. All right. All right. So we got uh, Obi-Wan Club. We have the Lazy Susan of Doom. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Plane. Um, oh yes. Wait, so, you missed the okay. plane scene? The the jump them jumping out of a plane using a raft? Yes. No, no, no. I saw that. Like when okay. they get the uh, when I mean they get the mission, I mean when he's like, all of our kids are gone, and also oh. they took our they took our rock from the yeah the the village yeah, leader the yeah village village elder yeah um, I love that dude so much. Do I? He he he's like great, and he's like no okay Shiva brought you here, um and uh. Uh, and then you're like, you're, you're supposed to, and then he describes all the curses. So many, this stone was holding off so many curses, like to the point where like, nothing's growing. Everything's dust. They take away the children so much sh- so that like the, the one old lady who like tries to kidnap short round, just saying like, she's like, come with me. Like any child will do. I'm sorry. Anything goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Winning, stealing children, great. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it's it's interesting um, that I don't know if you guys know the the relationship of I'm, I'm just this is just coming to my uh, my mind now, but you know the relationship of of Shiva to Kali. Yeah. So so Shiva, I think Kali. I'm pretty sure Kali is Shiva's wife. Um, or at least she is like uh, um, a, an avatar of his wife and like some aspect of him to a degree. 
And at one point, way back in the day, Kali was just smashing everything. I think uh, she uh, she killed a guy, like a bad guy, and she just went into like this blood rage and started like stomping the world into submission. So like Shiva came over and like was like, I'm just gonna put myself under her foot. And then, like, she'll realize what she's doing. So we, she, like, stomps her husband. She's oh, like, yes. oh, no. Uh, I should probably stop. Um, she is she is a crazy force to be reckoned with. But, uh, yeah. So curses and stuff. And, of course, like, the stones, um, they were, uh, there's five of them. And they're special stones that were, they have diamonds inside of them. Yeah, but, like, and they're, they're just given to... Uh, I forget who they're given to, but um, they're given out into the world to keep places safe. So, so that's why they, why they needed them back. So are so, the stones a real thing, or oh, they're or 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 could I say it even as like, is it real in the way that the uh, the Holy Grail is real, where it's part of it? it is this a real lore, or is this? Um, and when I say lore, I mean religious lore, too. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have time to look that part up. <laughs> okay, I thought, I thought you know at the top of your head. Because um, uh, you mentioned five stones, and I was like, but there's three in the movie. I, I've always oh, assumed that they were... The, that's the thing, is the other two were in, like, the Temple of Doom. They had That's why those kids, they had the, the kids, like, that's why they took all those kids. Is they have them working to try to find those last two mm-hmm. dinosaur diamond eggs. Okay. Right. Yeah. The little glow okay. worm lamps that, yeah, because they, oh, that's the thing. They glow when they're all close to each other. And is that when they become like lava in your hands, basically, because they get super hot? No. This that's, is, that's a, I, this is a very interesting thing. And it's something that I really, really wanted to talk about. Yes, um, please. So, Indy, um, so you saw the, the, the first movie, right? Yep. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and Indy is, it's kind of like, ah, hocus pocus, mumbo jumbo. I don't really believe in that kind of stuff, right? Um, he, when he's fighting the, uh, um, the, like the main cultist, the head cultist on the dangling rope bridge. And, uh, he's just like, I'll drop them. And he's like, they will be found, but you won't be. And then he starts chanting in Hindi. And that's when the stones start glowing so bright that they Mm. burn through his satchel. Uh, and then like they're hot to the touch and the guy falls down uh, but Indy, like, stops chanting and then, like, catches the last one. Indiana Jones is a magician. He Apparently. just did magic. Yeah, sure. And he's just like, yeah, magic doesn't exist. I don't believe in it. <laughs> you just did an incantation. Yeah, you saw a dude rip some guy's heart out and then it's just skin went back to normal. And he stayed alive for, like, that time period. So you'd think you'd believe in, like, what the fuck ever at that point. Right, right. And also you were under a blood curse when you drank from that really metal... Right. Heavy metal head. And due to some poor, uh, like, editing, uh, apparently your back can heal for, like, multiple shots uh, really fast from being whipped, because it would just be like, bloody back, no bloody back, bloody back, no bloody back. <laughs> uh, that's not sorcery, that's movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> that was, they forgot to put the uh, the makeup on him that day. Right. Man. But, uh... I don't, I don't know if that catches you up, Jim. I gotta, I gotta bring it back to that guy, the the uh, the village leader. That mm-hmm. he didn't speak English at all. So Steven Spielberg fed him every one of his lines. Like they just did line, 
Okay, next line. And he did his best to mimic him. So even some of his hand gestures and movements are just what Steven Spielberg was doing when he was giving him his lines. Oh, interesting. Great. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor. Yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah. it was like when I when I wrote down because the first time they talked to him, he just points and doesn't say anything. I was like, I was like, when I get old, I just want to mysteriously like just be mysterious. I just answer everything with pointing which direction they should go and have it be the wrong direction, of course, because I'm going to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just say nothing and then just slowly point towards like something. I like, also hope to one day be a village elder. <laughs> yeah. But what will your thing be? Oh boy, I I really want to be like, I, I want to be like, I want to kind of be like that guy. And just be like, there's a curse upon this village. That's why it's so crappy here. <laughs> <laughs> you need to save us, young traveler, and then just like send them off to their deaths in a cave of mystery. <laughs> I, mean, I, I did love that we're like, it was destiny that you came here. They're like, no, nah, our fucking plane crashed. We're not. Yeah. We're not trying to be here. Oh yeah, Jim. Once again, you didn't see that part, but they had a little. I saw that part. I saw. I missed the part. Like he, they gave him the mission. I saw the. I saw the old man be like, "There's a curse upon our land. Uh, We don't have kids. We don't have stones. Then it's all blank. And then they're eating snakes." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, you missed the camping trip. Yeah. Okay. Good. (laughs) Okay. I I did want to ask, just because I was curious. There's a lot of weird stuff to eat. Like, I wanted to know the weirdest stuff both of you have ever eaten. Oh, nothing in particular for me. Um, Joe, do you have anything or do or do we or should we should we continue vamping? <laughs> uh, no, I can I can I can talk about what what I've eaten. Um, I've had frog legs and frog legs are. I, I don't think I would want to eat them again simply because I'm very sensitive to texture uh, and uh, the and it was like brine, briny, a little bit like chicken though. Everything kind of tastes like chicken because the Matrix. <laughs> but, <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, leave that. <laughs> are you talking about when uh, the bad guy from Memento is like, everything tastes the same here. I just want to. I just want to eat chicken again, or I just want to have a nice steak again. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> my mind uh never mind <laughs> uh the other thing okay uh yeah two more and and then i think that that's my threshold uh i went to australia uh for two weeks to do like extra credit for like summer summer study stuff it was it was a lot of fun i love australia i'd love to go back but we had so their national animal is the kangaroo kangaroo they eat that kangaroo. a lot. <laughs> they eat kangaroo a lot. And there are all these poor kangaroos get hit by, by cars. I know, like, my heart was just bleeding. And then they're like, here, eat this. I'm like, great. I'm like, this steak is a little, it's a little tough. It tastes like reindeer almost. And they're like, oh, no, that's kangaroo. I'm like, I finished it. It was fine. <laughs> um, kangaroo I, is like, kangaroo over there is a lot like deer here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they're they're everywhere. To some, they're like, "This is just a nuisance," but they're it's 
We've, they're everywhere. It's just they're exotic to us. We've all seen the billboard with the line where, it, I mean, granted, that's just like dogs and cats, but where the where everybody has their line about what food they're down to eat. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just never been presented to me. Like the moment where ostrich or ch- like when someone's like, hey, do you want to try some chicken heart? I was like, yeah, fuck it. I've never had chicken heart. You just sometimes you go with it. Yeah. There was an ostrich burger at Fuddruckers that I always wish I had eaten it when I was at there. But now I have to go to, like, Florida to do that because they closed all the ones down in this area. Um, oh, wait. No, I have two two more. <laughs> you just that, always have two more. Not that uh, I've had musk... No, wait. Muskrat pie? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a great improv name. Keep going. <laughs> My uh, it was actually quite good. Again, very briny because they live in a swamp. Um, but uh, my my friend uh, Dylan Will made that, and it was delicious. It was itty bitty pie. Hmm. Uh, we had it at like a Game of Thrones um, viewing party down in Maryland. And then the last thing um, in in Lapland, uh, I had reindeer after we got like a reindeer license. You okay? You're gonna have to elaborate on reindeer license a little bit sure. there. <laughs> So in in late middle school, I uh, my my school had a an exchange program uh, with Finland, and it was, uh, Finnish people are so nice, they're so cool. But we had this thing where like our ice hockey group would go over and we'd play ice hockey in Finland, and we went to Estonia, and then we went to above the Arctic Circle into Lapland on this like. We went on snowmobiles. It was exciting. We get up there to like this little like like lodge there's like this big old lodge and then there's like the sweating tent um and it's, it's just us boys and we uh, uh the, the boys hockey team and then we they're like okay get on this this reindeer sled with these reindeer on it and i'm like oh, okay and then you like just do a lap or two around like a thing and then they give you like a reindeer license driving license um and Sweet. we didn't do any work like the reindeer just knew what to do um and then we had like a like a sweat lodge ceremony that we had to do. And then they're like, now come on in and we're going to eat some food. And we're like, great, what are we eating? <laughs> like reindeer. And we're like, oh. I seem to have a lot of moments like that. They're like, this is our beautiful animal. Touch it, pet it. Isn't it wonderful? Now eat it. <laughs> I mean, I've hugged a chicken. It's it's hard, you know, You you. I love... <sighs> Well, actually, that chicken did uh, eventually did not like me, but still, I've hugged a chicken. <laughs> Einstein was kind of a dick shortly after that to me. We had a poor relationship, but from the beginning, I've, we were cool. Oh, what was the chicken's name? Einstein. Einstein. Yeah, he was like a little feathery. Like the, he was the runt of like the whole coop, uh, even though he was the you know supposed to be the the one in charge. But they all just fucking pushed him around and like, yeah, he was kind of. As he like got older, he would just kind of nip at you. Like there's a photograph of my Facebook. If you go far enough back, of just him on my pant leg, just holding on. <laughs> uh, he was yeah. We were besties. Aww. But also I... yeah, chicken sandwiches are delicious. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that that chicken was like a substitute teacher, like always <laughs> getting like pushed around <laughs> despite the fact he's in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could stay in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> by, by, by the students, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Other chickens. <laughs> I had this, this weird... I was just like, oh, do teachers push around the substitute teachers? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just children. Just heartless children. You know how once in a while you, you could like smell the fear 
on a on a substitute teacher and then you're like oh we're not getting anything done today yeah, yeah. we've all seen sister act too we know what it's like when you sub in for some kids <laughs> yeah Do you know i know yeah, yeah. I, trying, I don't know other substitute movies what are the substitute movies school of rock oh yeah ned sneebly where'd that come from jesus uh, i should not remember that <laughs> what was that joe kindergarten cop Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, he, that's the one where he says, it's not a tumor. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that scene's so good. I was just thinking about Jingle all the way today. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's just, I had a happy moment. That's my happy place, is Jingle all the way. <laughs> With Sinbad. Why? <laughs> hey man, it's my Christmas movie. Everybody has their Christmas movie. Well, yeah, it's one of mine. It's not Christmas, though. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's fine. I mean, whatever, man. We we put out Home Alone episodes whenever the fuck we felt like. I think it was like October. So I mean, like, can we can you really criticize that much? I know, but I said, oh, why were you thinking about Jingle All the Way? You were like, oh, because it's a Christmas movie. No, it's not Arnold, Christmas though. It's Arnold February. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all. When Mister mm-hmm. Kindergarten Cop, Mister Like, hey, please put down your pencils. Stop. It's <laughs> like that's, that's my best. Oh, hang on, we're going in circles right now. <laughs> no, okay, well, I can I can bring this back. Um, okay, okay. I, 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 my brother and I would actually, for a while, uh, uh, he, he would come to, to, to my place for, for Christmas, and uh, we, Christmas Day, I think it was like Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, um, TNT had this, the Indiana Jones, like, Chronicles, and we just watched a bunch of them, and it was a really good Christmas, it was the best one ever. Oh, that is that's really nice. Yeah, and we're like, we'll make what we want for dinner, and the the the. We just did like a, um, like a, a brother's Christmas. Yeah, I would love like I like I prefer less people for that that particular holiday. So that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. And then we tell ghost stories, uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, like the night to... before Christmas kind of action. Uh, a little bit. So they used to. Tell ghost stories. Maybe we're getting away from Indiana Jones. Oh, it's fine. Oh, but, who cares? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you got four pages of notes, so we do need to get back to it at some point. <laughs> we'll we'll get around to it. I want to hear about this ghost story. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, like back in the day, it it was a big thing to like tell ghost stories, like at night, in uh, uh, like on Christmas. So like we would gather around, or we, people back then would gather around. And until like a bunch of like ghost stories, and I think Charles Dickens like harkens back to that kind of thing. So um, I mean, Christmas Carol is it's a ghost. kind of a scary. St- it's a ghost story, yeah. When I say kind of, I mean it one hundred percent is. There are five <laughs> ghosts in that in that book. Yeah, when a Grim uh, Reaper dude shows up at your house as your last one, and it's like, by the way, this is what's like if you don't stop being a dick and get your life together. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Can I? I, okay, that always kind of annoyed me, because what? he's implying that because now he's a nice man, he's gonna live forever. Like we all know you're gonna die one day, right? Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> why are you like, oh dang it, one day I'm gonna die? Now I have to be faced with that. <laughs> yeah, and then I won't randomly walk in front of that bus. You know, like it's gonna change everything. We don't know when Michael Caine would have died the other way. Who knows? Oh, you're the Muppets. Okay. <laughs> I go, oh, sorry. I just went to my Christmas Carol. <laughs> that is, uh, to me, actually, the uh, the Christmas Carol I always think of is in Philadelphia. Um, 
Oh, what building is it? There's one of the one of the buildings has like a Christmas Carol walkthrough thing that you go through. Uh, it's in Center City. It's right near City Hall. Is um, it Macy's building? Does Macy's have the big uh, light show in it? Oh yeah, no. They they have the the huge organ that takes up many many rooms. Yeah, not that one because no. I because <laughs> I, I I'll tell you why though because we used to every year. Um, uh, okay, so the Immaculate Conception is in uh, 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 d- December, I think, which is weird because he's born a month later. Anyway, um, I went to a Catholic school. We always had off that day. So my mom would take us to the city and we'd do our Christmas things. One was go to the Macy's building and two was go to the uh, the Christmas Carol thing. And it was just a bunch of animatronics that would just be like, I'm not a ghost. Wait, yes, I am. Like, you know, how the story goes. <laughs> <laughs> you, every, your family is so wholesome. If, they're, if they ever <laughs> listen to this episode, thank you for creating such a lovely person by having such... I am just keep learning gym adventures through this whole podcast. I think that, I mean, the, obviously the cutest is you shitting yourself in Lancaster, but... It wasn't in Lancaster. It was on the way to Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> As if I'd be angry about that. Times. What was that? I said, but just lovely family times. No. Yeah. That's what, and that's what we did every every year. It was fun. That was my. That was actually how I viewed Philadelphia for many many years because I grew up in uh, New Jersey, mm. and I didn't. I think I was like twenty one. By the time I went to Philly and it wasn't like uh, that, we'd go to the Franklin Institute. I've been to the art museum. I went once in third grade and then the zoo. The The three big things for me were the Christmas thing, the zoo, and uh, the third thing I said. Franklin, Franklin Institute. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'll use Touch Me Museum. Sorry. Go ahead. No, at that point, it's just like it, it, when you're that young, those are just adventures. Um like, I, fuck, now I want to go to the zoo. I've never been to the Philadelphia Zoo. I want to go on an adventure, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I lived here, now what, this is going to be, what, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half years total. Mm. Uh, and I've never been to the zoo. I've never gone to the museum. Um, I tried to do a couple of these, like, last-minute things before I went to Minnesota last time. We did do the uh, the Philly Taco gym. remember feeling like garbage after <laughs> that. Oh. And then, on with South Street? Yeah, for anybody listening outside of Philadelphia, yeah. uh, you take a was it what's the name Lorenzo's Pizza? Yep, Correct. Lorenzo's Pizza, and you wrap that around a uh, gym steak, um, or I guess any cheese steak, but it's right down the street, so it's convenient yeah. to wrap the two to get uh, wrap it around that and just go for it. Uh, I think I ate most of mine. Lorenzo's is also a gigantic slice of pizza. Yes, huge. It's basically a quarter of a pizza, like of a, like a large pizza. <laughs> But, of like yeah, a normal pizza, yeah. I got to get those adventures in this city. There's so much fun stuff to do here that when it opens back up, I am gonna get my shit together and take advantage of the, how wonderful this city is. Yeah, we should go on a ghost tour. Oh, we did one actually. We've done one as a. We did one a, with Noah. Noah yeah. did the tour for us. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, former podcast guest Noah for uh, longtime listeners. Friend of the show, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he took us on a tour of uh, mostly Old City mm-hmm. and like uh, Society Hill. Mm-hmm. He asked us a question which got us all varying answers, but I'm curious on a, like I think it was a scale of one to ten. How much do you believe in ghosts slash like supernatural essentially? 
Like me? Two. A, t- a two. Yeah, do you want I was gonna say if you want this stricken off the record, if you want to throw a nine out there, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was also gonna say if you want this off the record, if you didn't want me to read that out loud, uh, because uh it's an audio podcast. Right. Uh it was two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> two. Uh I for think, me, I think yeah. it would be a two. What about you? I think um, I'd be the same, Joe. You both two. Because it's like, no, I don't. But like also who am I to say that uh, it, it it could they could exist, but as far as I see, no. Right. I like to think that they exist because that uh, is a ultimately positive thing. Yeah. What about I, you, Kyle? I don't know. I'm gonna give it maybe like more. I don't know what I said then, but I'm gonna give it like a four probably for myself, and that's because I'm a pretty open person, and also, so. Now, looking back at my childhood and realizing I'm ADHD and also bipolar, it makes sense that as a little kid, I used to talk about a lot of wild shit that apparently, like, I would see or think. And I recall being in my house and just being like, I heard my name multiple times and no one was home or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know if either of you, I think I might have mentioned it to you, Kai, and I, 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 I don't know. Have either of you seen the, uh, it's a video of... Oh, what's the guy's name? Orson Welles, talking about doing cold reads on YouTube. Mm-mm. No, I have not. Oh, it's phenomenal, and also like <laughs> it'll make you never believe in cold reads ever again. Um, because he's talking about um, it's an interview from probably about the seventies, I want to say. Uh, and he's talking about how one time he had set up a shop as like a uh, as he called it a fake swami because mm-hmm. that would have been what they were called at the time. Um, and he was like, he was like, oh, you just like, I just like let people come in. They'd pay me for a, a cold read, but I'm also Orson Welles. So I'd give the money back because I'm not a maniac. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, no, I'm conning people. I know what I'm, I, I'm not a real, I'm not a real uh, whatever. And he said, what you do is you do kind of like read the person a little bit. Mm. And then he said, and then he goes into the story where he's like, you you say kind of vague things like, oh, you have a scar on your knee from when you're a child. Because everyone has a scar on their knee from when they're a child. Everyone fell over at some point. Yeah, um, so you say vague things like that. And then also you can read the person. And one of the uh, – uh, an example of how this works is he's like, when, you, when a hotel clerk uh, sees a person come in, he would know what to sell the person based off of their shoes. If they had nice shoes, he would sell them a nice room. If they had bad shoes, he would he would he would he know to go for a lower room. Right. Uh, but ev- but eventually, you get very good at it, and you can hear you can hear good shoes, and like the squeaking of the shoe, you be I hear a squeaky shoe. This is going to be a lower uh, thing. Don't have to pay. Don't have to uh, do that much work. And then eventually, you're not even listening. You just the computer in your brain. Uh, does all the calculations for you and then goes, okay, I know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. And while he had set up shop, he's, he said he was doing these kinds of things. And then a woman came in and he just looked at her and goes, your husband just died. And she started crying because he had, because he had just died. And he was just like, he was like, I didn't consciously do it, but the computer in my brain knew exactly what was going on. He's like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah, he says there's just little cues in the way people carry themselves. 
and eventually you can if you get really good at reading those cues you can get very specific <laughs> i feel like i want things about them i want to try this because i find that adhd like in that sense helps me to pick up on really weird cues about people mm-hmm. i mean obviously sometimes i'm struggling to check in with people joe you're my improv coach you know that <laughs> uh and you're on my team, Jim, I'm sure. And literally the people have been listening to this podcast. It's very self-evident. But it is it is it is like one of those things that it's like, I don't know, it's uh I, I think I, I think Nate was telling me about this. It's like we've gotten this far as human beings because there was always people with like spears and stuff to like running through the woods and be like, charge. Mm-hmm. But then people like myself that are like, you know, going, There's a trap there, everyone should slow down. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, just if you're looking at a bajillion things, so it's it's fun to kind of try to like I would, I can see how you eventually you become just autopilot observant about those things. Because um, hell, even from like waiting tables and stuff like that, I loved just knowing what somebody would need based off of body language and stuff like that. Not to the extreme of this person, but still, mm-hmm. we can read people really well. It's surprising yeah. if you work at it. I remember. I remember I was telling that story to someone like I was telling him about that video and I got to the part where I was like and he and he gave it up that day and she and she goes oh yeah I guess he would because he tapped into the spiritual world and he didn't want to be involved in that and I was like I don't think you were listening to what I was talking about <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's more if you just you just broke the woman in the middle of her day <laughs> I worked with her like <laughs> oh yeah. you were talking about the woman in the story yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about okay. ghosts and uh, oh. I've yeah, I I still feel. Are we still talking about ghosts? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's talk are. about ghosts. Um, I I say a two as far as scale of one to ten. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm-hmm. Uh, because at one point I was alone at home. This is out in like Chester County, uh, kind of Chester County, Lancaster County, uh, PA kind of area. Uh, where, like, everybody lives really, really far away from each other, and all. it's a driving country. Um, beautiful rolling hills, there's horses everywhere, cows, and Amish, whatever. Yep, but um, we, we lived in this this really uh, like old house. Like, the original part of the house was, like, from, like, the Revolutionary War. And like, the, the, the people who originally lived in it, like, were buried somewhere on the property. I'm not trying and, to cast you, Joe, but this makes sense. Like I'm not. I say that with love. This makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm. I've. I'm. I'm. I'm a product of all of my experiences. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know me at home, uh, I love creepy stuff. I love about the car. It just makes sense to me. I love writing it. I love like putting together uh, like tabletop RPG stories, even like live action role play stories that tap into like the romantic gothic because it's just so darn interesting. Um, but uh, I, so I'm at home, I'm alone. Nobody's there. My, my siblings are away. My mom's away. And I start to hear this music. And I'm like, that's in, and of course, uh, 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 I'm also very hard of hearing uh, congenital hearing loss. It runs in my family. So, uh, so I like, you know, like turn up my hearing aids and I'm listening. I'm like, it's very hard to pinpoint where this is. And as I, I'm just like, I'm going to be curious because enough people had come into my, my home and they're like, it's haunted in here. If they're like witchy or like, 
I'm, <laughs> I can use a tarot card. Uh, a lot of people are just like, yeah, because it's like an old kind of like colonial. It's it's surrounded by like cornfields and forests. So, of course, it's going to be hev- like, you know, heavily haunted. Nice. But uh, I've never seen anything myself. So I'm like, OK, where is this music coming from? And the, uh, the every time I try to get closer to it, it seemed to get further away. And then I would like wait a little while. I'm like, OK, it's a little louder now. I can pinpoint it. Um, but I couldn't quite tell what it was. And uh, I call up one of my friends uh, and he and he's really he believes he's into it and all this other stuff. Um, and he's like, OK, tell me what's going on, because I'm like giving him a play by play on his ancient cell phone. And, and I'm like, every time I try to get closer to it, it seems to get further away. Ah, but like, no, I'm standing still now and, and I'm starting to hear it again. And he's just dead silent. And he was like, Joe, I think the reason it gets louder when you're still and further away, when you're trying to go toward it, is because I think it's tracking you. And I'm like, great. I'm going to get my car. You mind if I come over? (laughs) (laughs) If you had gotten closer, I would have loved if it was just... Captain Planet. (laughs) 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 Did you know your house is full of flammable things? (laughs) Where is he? (laughs) Where is he? Recycle your cans. (laughs) (laughs) No! The the spirit of the world. Oh my god. He'll never Um, get away with his planeteers. but yeah, my, my brother and my sister and I have had like similar experiences. It may have simply been like somebody's radio was on somewhere in the room. Well, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was my 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 spoopy uh, encounter. That but I it, it usually comes up if people are like you believe in ghosts. I'm like I had this one experience, but I've never seen one. Is that like out of it all? Is that like one point one out of it all? <laughs> like. A- <laughs> Well, I was, like, creeped out enough to, like, call up a friend and, like, share the experience. Right. So, because I didn't want to be alone. Um, and then uh, also flee to them when they they made a dire prediction. <laughs> so, I would say I was a solid two. Are you still friends with that person? Uh, on Facebook, yeah, somewhere. That's why I keep a distance, too. I'd change it to acquaintance and just not follow them. <laughs> what are you talking about, Kai? They saved Joe's life that day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check. I'll check back in, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> if they if they remember the experience, so that's oh, that's creepy. I love honestly. I love that this turned into ghost stories a little bit because I don't have enough of them in my life, and I love hearing them. It's the I know me and Jim have talked about how I don't like horror, but it's like the one area of like I, I don't have to see it, so just hearing about it, I'm like ooh, this is intriguing. <laughs> oh, real life horror. Yeah, I love hearing ghost stories. It, uh, I did think about uh, while you were when you uh, first started, you were saying that you love like horror things. You like creepy mm. things and writing those types of things. And it reminded me of uh, when I, ve- when I very first started doing improv and doing comedy, you were one of the first people that was like, I'd see you at like a bar and I'd be like, I know you, you're an improv. And then you'd be like, let me tell you everything I love about improv. And let me hear everything <laughs> you have to love about improv. And I was like, 
I love this. This is great because I had a, I had and still have a lot of respect for you, especially because you have a lot of, uh, you're very good and also have a lot of very, uh, great, I'll say theories on him, uh, on comedy. Oh, thank you so much. I I love you too too. I love, <laughs> I love the. I have I have to I have to give you a compliment too. You guys are so playful, and and you 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 make me want to. Just get get back get back on stage and do all the improv things. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Like I'm 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 a huge proponent of like playfulness. I don't care where you are in life, yeah. but specifically improv. Like, just be playful, even in horror. Be playful. Um, I, get you far. I do this like rotating couple core values thing a season. I got it from my roommate Nate, who's been on the podcast. Because uh, it's so hard to do the annual resolution, because then we all forget about it and are like, nah. But if you just like pick one or like two that you can focus on, that's like really important to you, and just be like, oh, this is the summer of optimism, or this is the the winter of spontaneity. So I'm gonna try that weird dish that I've never like I've seen on the menu, but like I've never had, you know, like whatever. But playfulness is one of those ones that I'm like, it's always next to whatever else I'm doing. Like for me, it's such a necessary connection to my core values that. I, and I've, I've talked to Jim about this, like the ping pong analogy. I just need people who are going to toss it back. It, I, I need a lot of those people in my life because it's, it's such an important element is to be able to have that playground. So, yeah, I'm missing fucking live improv, too. Um, but I will say doing improv, uh, once again, Joe's our coach. With you Again, uh, once again, because it was horrible to be away from this team of people, every single Monday is like, that's, that's my playground. I get it once a week. And I, I'm very grateful to have it. Some, sometimes twice. Yes, when we get our Every shows. Third Friday of the month. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at the promotion part yet, and also. <laughs> uh, and also, you should, yeah, you're gonna be promoting yourself. Don't promote us. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I love talking about improv. I love, I love doing it. Because it, it it allows you to just bring it it's the most ephemeral like uh, effervescent performance you can do, and and I don't know just capturing it on camera doesn't quite it's like a ghost uh, it's like it's intangible you can't quite catch like the spirit of it on camera, um, uh, but it it when it's in when when you're in person whether you're on stage or off stage watching it. Uh, it's that magical bit of uh, going to live theater and being like, "What if they fuck up?" <laughs> we're on we're on stage and we're just like, "We don't know what's going on." <laughs> we're going to probably fuck up, and then like, how do you catch each other? We're well, fucking up on purpose. <laughs> people are so uh, pessimistic going into it, right? We're such judges. I mean, heck, we have a podcast critiquing movies, but what a lot of times we're not prepared for is this. Pr- we're going to live performance. Someone might break your fucking mind with one of the mo- most hilarious things you would have never thought of. And that's what this, that's what improv is. It's just like, let's fucking go off the rails and we can do that. It's, you're allowed to. So mm-hmm. that's why it's such a, I don't know. I, God damn it. I miss it just being like spontaneous. So yeah, I'm going to go to that show tonight. And yeah, I can tell anybody is like how wonderful this scene was. They're not going to care because they weren't there, but I was, and I got to see the magic. I was going to ask you, um, I was going to ask you both, do you have a an improv scene 
that you've done <laughs> that you will look back at and you'll just like chortle about <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> I did the thing. <laughs> and it's just like, you're like, what a, what a bunch of goofs. Uh, do you have one of those? Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was um, back in the very early days of Daddy Issues. I think pre. I think when we were only like five or six people before we were, we had ten people. We had like a audition at a bunch of people, uh, mm-hmm. and Kelsa was our coach. She would apparently tell people. She might have even told you, Joe, about this scene that I did, uh, because she would have been on. I think she would have been doing high fashion at that time. Mm-hmm. It was either high fashion or uh, wavelength. Because it was in that time period when you two were. Uh-huh. Anyway, I did a scene where I put a poop back into my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like in a stall. <laughs> I, I, I like, I put my hand out for like toilet paper and it looked like I had a bunch of poop in my hand. <laughs> so I, I was like, hang on, let me come out there. And I just went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came out and I, to this day it's she she said she was like I told everyone I know about it and everyone was like you know it's usually not funny when people tell me scenes but that was something that made people laugh <sighs> Jim do you, do you think you know mine you've seen me do improv enough um is it oh I don't know did you also put a poop back in the I did, did. I think you were in that scene, by the way. No, I think it was Nate in that one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a brat and say two real quick. One's real fast, which is I did a a, a show uh, where versus it ended up just being three of us that were able to show up. But uh, I got to do a, uh, a like a little three person scene. Sheila Master was actually in it, which was great because she was my teacher at the time, and it was such a f- super fun scene. But we got to be uh, carrots, little baby carrots inside of a blender. Um, and it was just I don't know if it was necessarily the best improv i've ever done but it was just such an enjoyable roller coaster and like such a stupid like slow like whatever like we'd kind of hop around like jump around the blades a little bit and our adventure was to try to escape before being essentially murdered because we're carrots that are in a blender um but anyways that was nonsense and then uh i had this moment on stage where i was talking to someone about like i came back from college and i was like uh you know where's my stuff like i was like what the hell like where's my room and me and the person on stage just connected telepathically and we're like just so you know when i open this door it goes to nothing it goes to the universe (laughs) (laughs) uh like he like because he told me that he he like he gave like essentially he gave away all my stuff and i was like what and like the, the premise of all my stuff has been given away since i'm in college as soon as it was that the clarity of that was fantastic. There was even a great callback someone did of, uh, the, you know, the people were in the room that they, they're like, oh, nice new room. Like, thanks. I just got it. You know, like, um, and like the, uh, one of the things was, I was like, where's my, where's my other dad? And like, there was that clear moment of like, oh shit, my dad was in that room <laughs> when it went to the ether or whatever. So there was a callback scene where it was just like, mm, like in the closet, like, hello. Like, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so someone played with that, too. So it was just so stupid. Um, but I just loved when you can see, connect with the person on stage. And I think that's why I'm proud of that is that we just we we said so much with just the silence. And I think I was proud about how patient I was and like a little bit more than I normally am in that. So that was really fun. I. Awesome. That did kind of remind me of um, 
I had I wasn't even here for this scene. So this happened to someone else. Uh, but there was someone. It, it was they were definitely in Frank Farrell's class because um, he is he encourages everyone in all his classes to if it's time if if your character is supposed to leave leave the scene. Like what he's he goes. It's always annoys me when someone's like, oh, I gotta leave, and then they stay in the scene. It's like. No, you were about to leave. You should leave right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was one person who was in a fight with someone in a thing. And he was like, I, I'm going to leave. And then he was like, oh, I can't leave. And then Frank goes, no, no, leave. Let's see where this scene goes if you leave. So he left. He goes out the door. He clearly goes up a bunch of stairs. And then he opens the door and he goes, oh, my God. And he was back <laughs> in the room with the person. And he was like, <laughs> we're in infinity. <laughs> What a stupid premise! I was oh, like, oh, good. I heard that, and I was like, infinity can exist in improv. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything can exist in improv. Uh, yeah. Joe, what about yourself? I oh man, and to sift through. That's what happens when you do so much goddamn improv. <laughs> so many improv things. Um, I, I I I'm very proud that sometimes randomly I'll get a person. Just be like, hey, on the street. I'm like, huh. And they say, I know you. You're from that one scene. And they'll just rattle off a scene that either I remember. And I'm like, oh, man. It's so, oh, I feel so loved. It's just good to be recognized for something <laughs> you for free. <laughs> um, um, you'd be like, Dra- dragon, dragon. Hey, look at the dragon. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, I have a scene that I think of. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. There was a wonderful, a wonderful scene where uh, it was with a group called Interrobang, um, and uh, it's a musical, a musical improv group. Uh, and uh, I was doing a scene with Claire Haverstad, uh, also on Thank You Places with me. Um, and we did like an opening number and it's about the beach and things on the beach is amazing. And then, so like she comes in, so she's like the main character. Uh, I come in, I'm like the, the, the friend of the main character. And, and she's like, oh, I just want, I just want to be like a lifeguard. And I was like, oh, it's a lot of hard work. And because I'm a lifeguard and she wants to become a lifeguard. So we start singing the lifeguard song. And uh, I, I remember it clear, clearly. It's um, lifeguard. That's what I want to be. Lifeguard. That's what I want to be. Um, and then she goes, she's like, I never thought that you and I would end up here. And I just go on the beach. <laughs> 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 and everybody cracks up. Uh, and uh, and then later on, I'm just like, uh, in a world where there are no lifeguards. And she's like, oh, no. Everybody on the back line started being floating dead bodies in the water. <laughs> because there are no li- lifeguards. Um, and then I'm like, the stars shine down on you. It maybe it's supposed to be you, Jenny. And uh, then we wrapped up the song. But it was just nice to be like, how could we have even ended up here? And I'm like, where are we? The beach. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you just need that sometime. What a what a great way to like cut like to cut, but like to cut into it and like but without knowing it. Like <laughs> it's such a great add-on to what's happening. <laughs> and now they know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> just feed it to them sometimes. I was gonna say I actually have one that whenever I think of it from you actually that I I I crack up a little bit. Yay. Um I I think about it was at Kelso's birthday show. I think I've told you about this too, how I loved this because you were so quick with it that it was amazing. Um there was like a king and they were and they were like, I need to write this, I need to write down this decree that I've made. Decree boy, come in here. And you came in at the same time as someone else, and then you went, Oh, and you you immediately started crying and walked off stage. And they were like they were like, oh, no, he's supposed to be the decree boy. Come back in here. And you were, like, still crying. <laughs> I, it's one of those, like, things that are, it's one of those, like, scenes that are just stuck in my brain. And I, I just think about how quick you were with it and how, like, I was like, that's how you do realistic. Like, that's how you do actually reacting to a scene. <laughs> But so I got to also mention it, too, because uh, so Scott was on the last episode and we talked about Scary Motherfuckers, which is the team you're on with Scott, uh, because we're doing a scary, scary mofo run. Um, But the addressing the audience so directly after the scene, I think it's really fun that you would edit that way to be like, this was a scene that nobody understood. (laughs) Just like you would just agree. you'd, You'd be like, we can't ignore that. So you'd address that. You're like. I didn't, you know, like, I didn't like that scene. <laughs> like, you guys sometimes are <laughs> just so straightforward. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, some, I, I love that. For me, I, I really enjoy that in improv when people just kind of bring the audience behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, address it. You're like, I don't think anybody was proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We'll do it over. But one of the things I particularly love is that everybody has on your on Scary Mofos has their variation of act like really going in on sounding like super, super scary. Like Scott's a hard person to understand. Like, is he really yelling at me right now? I don't know. But you were just like giggling. <laughs> like most of the time you're like, I'm scary. <laughs> like you can see in your face, you're like how much fun you're having being. <laughs> Let's see a scene about an alligator was one that I heard you say. <laughs> Uh, what I'm saying is your delight. I'm just gonna keep butter in your bread, but uh, yeah. I mean, y'all brought me so much joy. I, 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 yeah, I love scary mofos. Yeah. yeah, it's a great team, and I'm gonna. I, I thought I was gonna be able to have a smooth transition with that, but does anyone have any leftover notes? Yeah, I want to respect your notes first. So hit us with them, Joe. Uh, some things that were some stones that you gotta turn over. Oh man, um, okay. store. Diamond uh, eggs that you gotta flip. Diamond eggs. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, so t- two things. Um, why, why does fire break the spell? I'm just, I'm curious about that. Uh, or we can talk about the, um, how like at toward the end, like, uh, they're outside. They finally got outside. They dealt with the, the element of water. Now they have to deal with a bri- the element of bridge. Um, and, <laughs> yes, as we all know. Uh, all of these men come out of nowhere with a sword, and they start like scimitars. And uh, India's like, I know how to deal with this one. And he takes out a gun, and he's reaching for his gun because he knows how to shoot sword guys, and he doesn't mm-hmm. have his gun. And what like, I'm mad about is they gave you that in the trailer. Because I, I, before we do these movies, I usually watch the trailer just to kind of 
I know it's weird that I do that, but I don't go into them cold. I kind of sometimes like to know what I'm getting myself in for. Uh, because honestly, I think it's part of the experience for me. I actually enjoy doing that. What what to think about if I had gotten these movies when they came out, I would have had that info. And that's the thing they give you. What is such great? They're like, oh, we'll call back to the first movie. But you're already going into the movie. I already knew it was going to happen. Eh. But it is. That's that's a good scene. I will say the bridge scene. One of the things that bothers me is how much it in both movies. There's a fucking. 30-odd people with mm. weapons that clearly have been using these for quite some time. Mm. I understand. It's, it's like a James Bond movie. Apparently, everyone's a bad shot. They also did Star Wars, where everyone's like, pew, 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 but everyone's garbage at shooting. <laughs> How do they... Like, Indiana should get at least, like, an arrow in the leg. Give him one in the leg. Like, somebody must have had a decent shot at him. He was so close. And also, they're like... At one point, like, the, uh, the main cultist is like, now shoot at them, and they're like, "Oh, they were waiting for his command." <laughs> yeah, so that so that he doesn't Kalimar. I don't know what his real name is. So Kalimar wouldn't have gotten shot. <laughs> Are you oh. saying Kalimar? Isn't is Kalimar. oh no? Oh okay. I, <laughs> I I'll say this. That comes from my dad because he calls him Kalimar. <laughs> no, let's keep it. His name is Kalimar. Yeah, I thought that was his name. I I watched a whole movie where I was like, yeah, his name's Callie Mark. Got I'm it. Sure, that's that's honestly, it sounds like a stage name. It sounds more like a pop singer, but <laughs> yeah, California Mar. Yeah, everyone knows. Actually, that's yeah, a California Cali- Marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows Callie Mar. Uh, yeah. Continue your thought, though. Sorry. Oh, I think that one's fucking done. Uh, what else you got for us, Joe? Was there? I want to make sure your stones get. Uh, I I, I I got. I I think I got about everything. I don't want to go back too too far. <laughs> Um, I think I think I had everything that 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 I I think is oh, oh man the hidden assassin. Let's go no, with, the going back to the like they have all of these beautiful um uh just kind of like paintings of like uh, men with scimitars in their their very plush decadent rooms and then out of no like I was like oh this is where this guy comes out of nowhere and he's just kind of like very patiently. There in the background, barely lit, looks like part of the painting, part of the fresco, and just starts coming forward. I'm like, oh, oh that's fantastic. I wish we had more moments like that in the cinema now. The slow, uh, the slow pacing of just like coming out of the shadows like that. Yeah, and just like they were there in the scene the entire time. You can rewind it and look. Yeah, it's like a but Where's like, Waldo thing. That's awesome. Yeah, Where's Waldo with like, you know, just hidden scimitars. Was that the guy that gets like... He he gets strangled with the whip and then uh, on the fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the weirdest thing about that scene was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong if I missed something, like I missed a cut. But short round was in the room the whole time, right? I think he because the door was locked, like the door was closed. I think short round was in the room. I think the weird thing about that was that Indy was like. When's this woman going to come over and have sex with me? And Short Round is five feet away from him. That's very weird. I'm so mad we never talked about the Goonies, but it's fine. (laughs) That's the kid from the Goonies. (laughs) Yeah, it is the kid from the Goonies. The one that says holy S-I-H-T or S-H-I-T. I'm not going to lie, but I was like, where are your booby traps now, man? (laughs) But this was like post that movie. Uh, Mm. That would have been very helpful. But yeah, no, that's that's unfortunate for that little kid to have to witness that. My, uh... Yeah, he watched a man die horrifically. (laughs) My undertones uh, is actually in the same scene. I just loved when they said, uh, referred to sex as nocturnal activities, as well Mm -hmm. as primitive sexual practice. I was like, now that's a poet. (laughs) 
but also speaking of short round before I and I just sneaking in tiny little fun facts from the first one that we mentioned is the name Indiana coming from uh, George Lucas's dog uh, in this movie. Willie is the name of uh, Spielberg's dog. It's great. Everybody's named after a dog. So she gets to be named after a cocker spaniel. And then the screenwriter's name was Short Round, uh, their dog. So uh-huh. everybody gets a fun little like name because of that. I thought you were saying the screenwriter's name was Short Round. Okay. <laughs> no, the screenwriter's name, he named that character, or, like, that character Short Round, which is... They they mention in the movie like that's a weird name, but then that, that's they keep doing that. But they it's for the reasons are all outside of the film so far. Screenwriter was a dog. That's amazing. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, if everyone's <laughs> picturing a little puppy smashing their paws on top of a keyboard, please. All right. So with respect of time, Joe, uh, uh, do you have anything to promote? I I do. I have a few things. Um, if, if you if you want to kind of keep up with some of the, the, the fun things that I do uh, virtually uh, uh, and uh, just like improv wise and what, whatnot, you can follow me at Comedy Show Gates, uh, G-A-T-E-S on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, I, I'm usually posting uh, like a couple a couple of times a month about the things that I'm going to get into. Um, and I'm going to be doing uh some improv uh, coming up uh, uh, this uh, this month. Really excited with a, a wonderful, lovely group of just people that I've worked with over time uh, from Philadelphia. And our name is Hot Switch. And you can follow us at Hot Switch on Facebook. Uh, another fun thing that you can uh, follow me on is uh, I am doing a Call of Cthulhu pulp game with a couple of very talented, awesome people uh, down in Maryland, and we're doing it virtually. We'll be streaming over Twitch, I believe. It's called A Cold Fire Within, and it's a campaign for uh, Pulp Cthulhu. It's set in 1935, the missing person's case uh, that leads to the discovery of a foul plot that could change time itself and bring about disaster to the world. A cult intent on unleashing the power of the great old ones is uh, leading a trail through the Catskill Mountains into the very heart of the planet. And <laughs> just had to get a little uh, little bit of that in there. Yes. So if you like Indiana Jones, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Mummy, or any of those like pulp-style uh, adventures, this is for you. And uh, we are going to be, while we're like fighting to save the world, uh, the players uh, are fighting, fighting to save lives as well. The stream that we're doing is a part of uh, the Extra Life Group, oh. and uh, it's uh, we're part of an effort to raise over ten thousand dollars for charity. A hundred percent of the donations uh, made to the stream will go to the Children's National uh, Hospital, I believe, in Washington D.C. So if you join the stream, donate to a great cause, and uh, let's all be heroes together. And yeah. uh, you can follow that at Extra Life. Twitter or Twitch channel, um, and it's Andrew Mangrenade. That's M A N G R E N A D E. And that's what it. Date, what date was that again? Uh, that is going to be March, I believe, March 28th. Okay, cool. Yes, awesome. it's going to be in March. Any opportunity to support, like, local performers as well as also like a good cause sounds like a good idea so folks we got plenty of time on our hands we're trying to bring some funny make em ups and like playfulness into your life do it why, why are you not just committing to this already 
do it. It'll be on the all the, the promo stuff from Rotten Treasure, so make sure you follow the links. Uh, aside from that, folks, we'll be back next week with uh, Dan Higgins to explore Indiana Jones and the Christ... What is it? The Last Crusade. Oh, last I, can't, Crusade. I almost called it the Crystal something, but that's the... No, that's the fourth movie. <laughs> we'll do the Shia one later. Uh, Joe, is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience? Uh, no, uh, thank you so much for, for having me on. This is an absolute delight. Um, you guys, like, definitely promote your shit. Uh, uh, yeah, and if you guys like Daddy Issues, you should check out Daddy Issues. <laughs> Daddy Issues thank Improv. Alright, folks, thank you so much for uh, coming, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, I love you. Bye. 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 Oh, I hope they know. They know, Jim. They know. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to Patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.